Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, April 29th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Polygon Project Roast. Hosted, let's take a listen. All right, all right, all right. Let's get this party started. Let's go. The roast of Polygon. We got Frank D. Gods up here coming in to provide some feedback to these projects in roast form. Uh, one of the best forms. So let's get some of these projects up here. Uh, I see that we have got no futuristic.eth. I think he's going to be representing Avagachi. So why don't we start off with them first? We'll just start pulling people up. And uh, if you'd like to request to get your project roasted, come on up and uh, we will make it happen. So let's get It's some- about to be a fucking roast session. Let's go. Got the soundboard ready to go. What's up, friends? I'm, I'm ready for this. I want to get uh, I want to get roasted. Let's do this. All right. So the format is as follows: thirty seconds to a minute. Actually, let's just go forty-five seconds. Let's split it down the middle. Smokey, if you got like a timer thing near you, let's just keep this super fun. So as people come in, it's always going to be fresh as more and more people come in. Forty-five seconds. Give us the pitch on why people should be excited about your project. And uh, try to include what's coming up next, because that's usually what gets people the most excited is something new and fresh is coming out next. All right, let's get it going. Okay, I guess I'll start it off. Uh, Abagachi, I'm part of the Abagachi DAO. I'm one of the signers. Uh, we're OGs on Polygon. We bridged over from eight, two years ago. We're doing DeFi. We have a metaverse. It's a whole bunch of stuff. The big thing to be excited for is uh, we're going to be launching a supernet, hopefully in during the summer slash Q3, Q4, uh, the ghost change, gachi chain. So, uh, you know, we're doing some infrastructure builds, uh, just OG Polygon project out here. Give it to me. All right. So what exactly is the fucking supernet? You said like five things there. You got the metaverse, you got a fucking DAO. Like, a, like what, let's start with this. What's a supernet? <sighs> To be honest, uh, it's a little bit above my brain scope. I'm like more of a smooth brain in terms of that. I'm more of a content creator. The Supernet, from what I understand, is almost like a layer three. It's going to be its own uh, chain on Polygon that will allow uh, basically congestion not to be crazy. Got it. So, I mean, okay, my tip right here off the bat, it's like, let's figure out more what the Supernet thing is. What exactly does it make? Like, what does it let your holders do that's exciting? And I say holders to be specific. So people that hold your NFT get something that's cool, something in specific. And I think the marketing for it is pretty straightforward. I mean, you guys are making your own fucking blockchain. You're making your own layer three. I like to sometimes think if CNN was covering this, like how, what would the headline be? So for that, in your instance, I think it would be something like NFT project on Polygon is launching their own layer three and like, okay, now people that are scrolling the timeline might be a little bit more interested, but then obviously whatever 
you can actually do on that layer three or what makes it cool is going to be the next important thing. So awesome. Appreciate it. Um, I'm trying to think what Smokey, give me some context here. Avagachi, I've heard a lot obviously about you guys, OG project polygon. Um, what's the community looking like? Is there some Twitter? Like what, what, what do you feel you need to work on next? Uh, well, like I'm an ambassador. I do a lot of content, so I'm always pushing for the main project, like the pixel craft studios to push community in, in a bear market, you got to keep your peeps entertained. So, uh, that's personally, that's what I do. I do a lot of, uh, streaming where we host game nights in the Abagachi gachi verse in the arena so uh, those are the big things I, I think i would push for that like just more community driven action getting everybody up and aware that we're out here and we've been here for so long and why is Abagachi going to be the biggest project in the world just a it's a thought experiment more than anything but i'm curious how would you answer that uh, I think it's the technology. We've been here since the very beginning. We uh, have we started with the whole idea of composable NFTs. You have ERC721 that you can add 1155s to make it special. There are DeFi elements. Uh, they've, it's just a really huge brain community. And then we actually have an active DAO. So it's we as a community have a lot of control over the project and uh, the direction that we're moving in. So I think that is one of the strongest points for us. Is there like a DeFi alpha chat? Uh, within the Discord, not really. Uh, I wouldn't say there's a deep. I, I somebody else in the community might know that better. I don't personally uh, use it. Like, do super like a lot of DeFi. Uh, but yeah, the whole project is like DeFi oriented because our uh, the spirit force inside of the Avagachi is interest bearing uh, Ave tokens. We were born out of a Ave uh, grant of some sort a couple years ago. So it's the the DeFi element's like huge. Yeah. So for me, this is my feedback, and then we'll go on to the next project. I think if you guys are focused on DeFi, that is an element of especially a lot of the holder base. I would try to see if you can spin up and start marketing, you know, having a DeFi alpha chat. Because I think now, imagine me, an NFT consumer on Polygon. I'm like, okay, I heard Polygon DeFi. There's interesting things going on there. But I, I start with NFTs. What's the best way for me to get into it? Well, if you guys start branding and marketing, you know, Avegachis as one of the core places to get into DeFi on Polygon. That's a great way to get some people over the edge and I think uh, get into Avagachis. And um, yeah, so that, that's my feedback right off the bat in this rough session. Does that seem fair? Yeah, absolutely. Also, man, I respect the jump shot. I've seen those half-court shots. I want to see it with somebody's hand in your face, but I respect it. I respect the hell out of it. Thank you, boss. Appreciate it. Awesome. All right. Well, let's keep going. Um, who's next, Smokey? Let's, uh, let's throw it on over to Tribuzz. What is going on, Tribuzz? Uh, What's up, Smokey? What's up, Frank? Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, so I'll just uh, give you guys a, <clears throat> a summary of, of what Tribuzz is and, and see uh, how... You got 45 seconds. Okay, sounds good. So we minted about three weeks ago. Our, our goal you know, is to be the main provider of SaaS services on, on Polygon, since Polygon is so new, and we know the potential. So we want to provide everything, such as uh, raffle sites, like staking platforms to onboard new uh, projects. Uh, we're like also doing an explorer and then we want to do tools like FFF on Solana. So, you know, like uh, send NFTs on bulk and then also do the swap, you know, to also improve that DGN perspective and uh, really <laughs> like try to onboard new users. And essentially in the summer, we're also uh, trying to, to have a launchpad uh, uh, in, you know, to and, and have some, some good, uh, good projects uh, minting on our launchpad and just I mean I think that's a good pitch off the bat right off right starting out like building tools FFF like you have a, some some people from Solana here so that uh definitely resonates 
building something like FFF on Polygon, I think would be really exciting. That's a great fucking project. Big shoes to fill. They're really, really good at what they do. So I think that's good. I think if I'm as someone that spends a lot of time on Soul, you know, the Foxy swap is a great one to start out with, like building that P2P swap. I think um, obviously the raffles are super exciting as well. So I think, again, those are two that right off the bat that I think will be really strong. But here's my main question, Tribuzz. How does that bring value back to your holders? What's your thought process there? Yeah, 100%. So how we were doing it, so at the beginning, you know, to, to have that marketing and just trying to, to have more eyes on us, we're thinking of partnering with, with other projects and, you know, selling all those services, a little bit like Dust Labs, but, you know, more on, on, on Polygon. And we want to get, you know, more revenue stream where we'll be giving back to holders in uh, different ways. We know that like, you know, like RefShare is kind of complicated with the, that has a lot of legal implications. So, we, you know, we, we're going we're gonna to provide, uh, we're going to provide to holders like with, with the different revenue stream that we'll be getting uh, in different ways. You know, we've already given uh, like within the, the, the last three weeks, we've given like over $5,000 uh, worth of, of, of NFTs and, and Matic. So, you know, we're just, all about getting back to the community. Okay, I understand, understand. So I, here's my feedback. This is a roast session after all. I think 99.9% of projects that try to do something that's SaaS related and give back that value to holders end up finding that the unit economics don't work out because it's just really difficult to even make enough money that it's, it's viable. So in my opinion, I think your art is actually really solid, uh, Tribuzz. And I think you, you should really just double down on trying to find okay, if you're going to build tools like raffles, like, uh, you know, like the, the swapping, how do you almost include your community in that process? This is something I don't see enough projects do, but it's like, there's two worlds, right? One, you go make SaaS tools in isolation, sell them through these B2B deals, and then your holders like barely find out about it or say, hey, community, we want to build a P2P swap. Like, let's get everyone's user input on this. Let's see, how can we make the UI more exciting and almost make them feel like they're a part of that journey? And then that becomes more marketable too, because you're marketing to an audience of people that are also interested in similar things. So my feedback here would be, hey, how can you take the process of you building these tools and turn that into really good content um, that you can constantly be tweeting about, posting about? And so when people are buying TriBuzz, here's a one-liner they could say, like, I want to learn more about building SaaS tools. So I'm in TriBuzz because they're publicizing and making, like, making their holders a part of the process of them building those SaaS tools. Like, you see how already... You're going to start to attract higher quality people. Now, people interested in software as a service, inter- people interested in building tools might join TriBuzz because you're telling them, hey, we're not just going to go build this stuff and tell you guys to fuck off. We're going to go build this with everyone involved. So people that are a part of the NFT, not only are we making content, hitting the headlines more, but also you're going to learn about the process and we might learn things from the community too. So now you're potentially attracting great software developers, you know, interesting people with good product marketing skills people with good UI, UX design skills, and then making those people feel part of the process. And at the end of the day, most PFPs are valued by the number of cool people that use them as their social avatar. Like that's a bar for people to pay attention to in, in building in this audience. Like how do you get the coolest people to identify and associate with your brand? And the way to do that is by actually making things that are cool. So I think the process and opening up that process of you guys building some of these tools will drive more traction for your NFT project than trying to turn it into a SaaS business, which I'm telling you is a brutal fucking industry. And it's going to be really hard to make those numbers work to give back to your holders. I appreciate it, Frank. Thank you so much. No problem. Let's check back up soon. Okay, let's keep it going. All right, let's get on over to the market maker. He is representing Alpha. And before we go here, 
I just recommend every project that comes up here, have your community come in. And if there's a good clip when you guys are talking or from my feedback or whatever, we're in content era, baby. Like, let's get these tweets going. Let's start getting some engagement going. So clip some stuff up, record it, tweet some fucking quote tweets. If there's anything good, I'll retweet it only if it's good. But, you know, like, let's not just be passive here, okay? The Polygon NFTs are down in the fucking mud right now. And if we want to get this going, we have to be constantly on Twitter, constantly making more and more engaging content and making things people actually give a shit about. So um, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Um, All right. First, let's go to the next one. Before we get to uh, Market Maker, uh, look, you guys, we have got a lot of people in this space. So look, if everyone could go on down to the very bottom right-hand corner, you'll see that little pill, purple pill box. If you could click on that, it'll take you to the link to the spaces. If you could hit that like and retweet button, it would be greatly appreciated. Get some more people to come in here. Uh, we've got 32 retweets and 233 people in the room we could definitely pump those retweet bags just a little bit let's get this going guys all right let's get on over to the market maker hey there so yeah alpha is a analytical tool and uh, and so much more really it's a, a a lab that's unpacking um and so its first project was alpha and that's an analytical tool um that has now coupled with poly uh using their dap and so we also have another project coming out, Ring Runners, which is an on-chain game. Um, and then there's uh, Core Drop for Gen 2 coming. And, um, you know, I think uh, Sandeep's worn our PFP, so you've probably seen it. And, uh, yeah, glad to be here. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, Alf, what is the analytics tool? It'll be Sniper it, it Alerts and the technical analysis. Um, It'll basically be where you can go and get all the rarities and, um, you know, get, get all the details of the volumes and such. And how, what's the supply of this NFT? Uh, three, 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 three. Okay. Here's my advice. If it's alpha and it's based on analytics, that is like one step towards the ultimate goal for most people, which is like making money, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, why is someone using an NFT analytics tool? Well, it's so they can make better decisions when they're buying and selling NFTs. So what you see a lot of alpha pass type of uh, NFTs do is they will actually market their holders wins. So I think one person that does this really well is uh, the Wizard of Soho. He's on ETH and he's constantly like literally, bro, if you go to his Twitter, like non fucking stop tweeting about all the wins that his community has whether it's on calls that they've made, whether it's on trades that they've made, because that's what people actually want, right? Like the analytics tool is just a step in that process. And I think a lot of times, if you listen too closely to the noise on Twitter, what people will tell you is that they want, you know, they want their founders to be developing and like building all this stuff, et cetera. But there's no point in making a piece of software if it doesn't accomplish a goal, right? And so I think the goal, obviously, with NFT analytics is for people to be making money. It's the same advice that I gave to Avogadro that was up here earlier, where if you guys have a strong DeFi audience, what's the best way for you to give value to your community? Well, create that DeFi alpha group chat and then help your fucking holders get into good opportunities, get into good projects. And um, I think that is what every project that's pitching some form of alpha uh, should be focused on because the tools are like, at the end of the day, man, like if a tool is successful, there will be a hundred copycats of that tool. So it's really hard for an NFT project to have a moat around 
their analytics tools. But that community and the people that form around there, the reason why they might buy it is much closer to what you should focus on. And the reason that they're buying into something with an analytics tool is almost always so they can use that, those analytics to have an edge on the market. Um, so I think that's what you should be focused on is how can you make your KPI, the amount of you know, great opportunities you get your community, the amount of good trades that your community members have, and publicize that and share that so you have a good loop where you're constantly evaluating yourself on the amount of quality information you're providing the community and then actually evaluating if that helped them make money. And if it did, then there's going to be a lot of demand for your project. And if it doesn't, then there won't be. And that's a much more comforting reality. So that's my roast there. Thank you for coming up. All right, let's keep it going. All right, let's get on over to Drill Club. What's going on, Drill Club? Hey, um, thanks for hosting us and having us here. Thanks, Frank, for joining us. means a lot. Um, just because I have 45 seconds. So we were a free mint. Um, and we, uh, we did... So we were a free mint. We did really good. Uh, we were sold out very quick. We are doing good volumes. Uh, we got a verified on OpenSea. Um, so Drill Club is basically focused on building a community. And like you said, uh, we do want to create an artwork that is PFPable, and we wanted people to use it as PFPs. And people are rocking it. Um, I'm uh, in for, in terms of building. I think we're. Our main focus here is to create value and how we can make Drill Club a valuable NFT. This is what our goal is. And because we were a free mint, we are building step by step. Um, we are trying to build our Explorer. Um, we're trying to, by Explorer, I mean, we're trying to build our traits and, you know, overview and attributes on our website. Next, we're trying to get into IP because we think IP was a game changer for a lot of NFT projects. And yeah, and I'm... Uh, and actually, I'm here to take more suggestions from you that how we can create more and more value and uh, for Drill Club and how people can, uh, you know, find it more valuable to hold and, you know, just be a brand, you know, this is this is what we have. for How do people find out about Drill Club? Um, I guess it was just a crazy artwork that was just going free mint. So people, so people expected it to be like 20 Matic mint or something. And, um, they just, when people just realized it was a free mint, I think it just went crazy. I think people vibed with the art because, you know, people like monkeys and apes. So I think that's where people found out about it. That was my guess too, right? I think that was my guess too. When I, because the artwork is cool. But when I go to your page, it's like, I'm not seeing that much, I guess, about the artwork. And I think one of my main thoughts here, and it's going to be a common piece of advice for everyone here. Like, let's just do some psychological thinking here. Okay. So if people got into your project as a free mint and they are excited about it, my guess is like they're looking for another mint that's exciting as well. Right. And so I think early days, what a lot of projects can do that's going to be smart is setting up that alpha channel and like you know, covering all the new projects that are coming in. Because what all of you guys are fighting for right now, which is good, it's like a good competition, is how can you be the home base for people that are trading Matic NFTs? So if people feel like your project, which is achievable for literally every project up here, is getting the edge and in information, learning about projects, hosting new founders that are coming in, and like creating that courting vibe. Now people look at Drill Club, for example, as the premier place to go when they're launching a new project. When, you know, when they're trying to find out more information, when they're trying to discuss the new mints that are coming up, that's the phase that we're at right now with Polygon NFTs. And I think that's an, that's an edge because you have to be really realistic about it. Like if people are finding out about it through, they see the artwork on Twitter, it's a free mint, they mint it, 
you know, it's like the Explorer stuff. Like, I, I know that we're doing this, guys. Like, I, I, I know that that's like something you guys see us do. It's not a needle mover for us, right? At the end of the day, you can go to fucking OpenSea and explore the NFTs, right? Like the rarity stuff, I understand why that could be an easy, low-hanging fruit thing to focus on. The harder thing to focus on is the one-to-one relationships that you're creating within your community. And so you want to build chat channels and ways for the community to be able to talk to each other so they have a good time talking with each other. And I think you guys have a good thing going right now, Drill Club. I, I see the community is active. But before you get in that trap of, hey, let's go like build this thing and like let's go you know, launch it on the community, that almost always sets people up for disappointment. What you want to focus on is like, how do you create com- connections between the community members that are there so that they feel like your NFT and your, your project is the home base for them to get into other projects? You know, that alone can be exciting enough already. And it gives you time to learn more about your community. So when you build something, it's not like an explorer that's just, you know, what everybody else has already and what already exists on OpenSea, Magic Eden, One Planet. Like people can already see the NFTs. So I'm just challenging you to think a little bit deeper. Even if people might think they want an explorer, they might say that it's not going to move the needle. Um, So, yeah, I think starting out maybe with the alpha chat, maybe with something that gets people more, you know, connected. Maybe it's a mixer night. Introduce yourself, like let people feel more personally connected to the NFT um, and to your project. These are the things that are going to actually move the needle, even if it seems counterintuitive. Okay, go for it. One follow up, Joel Club. Um, thank you for the feedback. I really appreciate it. Um, so just based on your feedback, um, so there's one thing that we did do. So like Sally, I'm the artist. So what I did from my profile was that I hosted uh, 10 days and 10 milestones in Drill Club artwork because, you know, artwork is something that comes, um, is not made overnight. There are like hundreds of trades that get rejected and it's a journey that you go on. So we did do that so that people know how this journey, what was the journey and how did we go through this? What was well, the process? What was the days, the spaces or what was it? It was, it was threads, you know? So like the first day was, uh, this is what the mandrel character was. So this is what initially it was. Then we changed it to this and then we changed it to this. And these were the artworks that we put. This was rejected. This didn't make through, you know, all that stuff. Just like our journey, you know, because we started it in March last year and we launched it in March this year. So it's a long process. So I'm gonna, this is like, again, not, this is a roast session. So I'm going to give feedback here. I think that's good. But the way the Twitter works is like, as soon as you finish with one type of content, you people will move on to the next one. Like you did it. That's great. Now, to me, when I hear something like that, it's, it's a common thing because the way the NFTs are set up, it's a very typically, you know, top down structure where the founders or the artists are kind of talking to the community and like sharing about themselves. But the, the flip is, for example, how can you for surprise somebody in your community that makes a cool tweet with a wallpaper or with like a custom thing or, you know, you make a version of their thing, not, not even like as an NFT, but just like on Twitter, if someone's crushing it for your community, how do you show them a lot of love? And if you're the artist and you're able to go in into the Procreate file or whatever you use and like kind of go customize it for that person, you're going to make that person never fucking sell that NFT. They're going to be part of your community for life. So I think that the shift that you should have going forward is how do you have that providing value first mentality to content? And this is something we used to do all the fucking time in the early days. It's like, how do you just boost your holders so that they become the influencers? If they're making sick content around what you're doing or the artwork, how do you help them blow up? Because if they blow up and you help them get a bigger audience, they're going to go make 10 times more content than you can. Because it takes a lot of effort for you to go back 
and tell the historical recounting of, you know, you making the NFT and making the traits where you want to scale that by empowering your community and rewarding them, not with like financial stuff, but actually clout, like help them grow their audience. Cause for a lot of people, you know, that's what matters more than, more than even like making $10 on a Twitter post or whatever. So I think that's the lane to think about as you go forward with content and with your community members that are posting about artwork. How can you make the people that are creating remixes of the artwork feel really cool, give them as much of a platform as possible? And, you know, notice what is good content and what is bad content is the next part of it that's super important, right? Um, so yeah, I can go more in depth there as we go throughout this space, but keep it up. I do like the art, it's thick, but you know, Twitter is a fucking brutal, like that's the thing people don't get nowadays. I tell my team this all the time. It's really hard for people to find out what's going on if it doesn't hit the timeline. And the timeline on Twitter is fucking brutal now, man. Like it is, that for you page is brutal now. Like it is only ranking the top stuff and there is, the algorithm is constantly changing. So it's important that you're doing things that either help you or your, your members of your community get noticed. Um, and that's how I would think about social strategy going forward when it comes to the content, like you just mentioned. It's sick that you did it, but you have to have that brutal mentality of like, all right, on to the next. Sometimes we spend three days on graphics, you know, for a tweet and it might flop. You know what we do? Fucking move on, on to the next one because um, people are going to forget it anyway. So awesome. Appreciate you so much, Joe Club. Thank you. Rooting for you guys. Let's go to the next one, guys. Love it. Well, we got Brandolph up here with his hand up. Brandolph, uh, what project do you want to represent? Also, am I talking too fast right now, or is this a good Wait, scene? is it projects, or, or, or are we doing a row sesh? Because, Frank, I got to ask, when are you trading in the goddamn Matic? When are we doing this? The native goddamn coin. Let's fucking go. Never, bro. Come on. <laughs> Look, no, it makes I mean, sense. The, the EVM chain. I'm happy to debate it, but I think Weath is better across the board. Right on. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, benefits discussed about that. Um, but I raised my hand because I wanted to bring up uh, my project while it was contextual, um, because it's not actually a project. Uh, one of the things that I've heard Frank say to just about everybody was start a group chat, get your alpha flowing. And that's what I did. Um, <clears throat> I don't have a project. I don't have a PFP. I'm not selling anything, but I'm running. Uh, just a, a hub of polygon founders and giga chads, people that grind, that participate, show up every day. And so we have the poly chads group chat uh, with just about everybody here in it. And uh, we had to expand to a discord because we ran out of room. Um, so what we have going on right now is just about 100 project founders uh, in a private founder chat and then a, a room to mingle with everyone else. And so we have uh, an alpha forum where we centralize and uh, aggregate information on different projects so they don't get lost in the chat. They don't get lost in the feed. They don't get lost in the discord dialogue um, just to provide that organization. But I like I like where your head is at. I agree with the points, but um, let's keep it moving. For sure. Anyway, yeah, so that's what we're doing. There's a lot of energy, a lot of synergy, a lot of people working together. Uh, and I just wanted to extend that olive branch and invite you in. Yeah, go ahead. Add me. I'm in. I'm in there. And I think and here, here's another point, too, that I want to say before we can continue. I'll just maybe have some of these rants throughout it. Like, 
the, all the rules that you guys think exist today are not necessarily like rigid, right? For example, when I mentioned the alpha chat thing before, just because we're all polygon projects does not mean that you're not allowed to talk about shit that's happening on Arbitrum or Mainnet ETH or Solana or whatever. Like, let's play the game. Let's play smarter and harder here. Okay. So like, if there's an exciting project that's not on Polygon, that doesn't mean you're not allowed to talk about it. There's Sandeep's not going to come in and shush you up. You know what I mean? Like, it's all good. Let's, let's, let's actually like try to cultivate smart people into these NFT communities. Cause that's, what's going to attract more smart people to come into these, into these projects. Right. And so I think if you see stuff that's happening, that's cool in other chains, feel free to fucking comment on it. Feel free to build that relationship in within your project or within your community. Um, I think that's also really, really important because as the ecosystem starts out, it's and, and really starts to pick up traction. You don't want to be a complete silo. You want to have easy entryways into, um, you know, into your project. And a lot of what those easy entryways mean is people that know about what's going on in the rest of the world. So if someone, if you want to bridge someone over from ETH, and like I'm saying this is, you know, D God's obviously onboarded a lot of people from ETH onto Solana back when it wasn't even cool to be on Solana. And a big part of that was I was following the ETH scene really, really closely. So when ETH people would come in, you know, I would know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm not just this person that only knows what's going on in one siloed part of the NFT world. And so right now, Polygon feels a lot like a silo. But the more and more it feels like we're hip to all the cool shit that's happening on ETH, paying attention to what's happening on Soul, the more it's going to be attractive for people to come in to the project because they're not going to feel like they're coming to fucking planet Zandorf. They're just going to another NFT project and that's what they're doing all day anyway. Right. So that's important as well. Um, awesome. Let's keep it going. All right. Let's, uh, let's throw it on over to Mr. Elfman. What is going on, Mr. Elfman? You know, just another day in paradise. I wasn't really concerned coming up until the first time that Frank kind of went back on someone. So I'll go with this and I expect hard comebacks. Like don't pull punches, Frank. So I'm Mr. Elfman. I actually do have a project. It's called Banker Bears. I'm a sole creator, publicly doxxed, and there's nothing special or fancy about it. All the art's done by me. I'm a really shitty artist, but the premise is crowdsourced staking. It's meant for newer people into the ecosystem or even some of the, the old hats that really don't want to do anything. So 50% of the mint actually goes to staking protocols between four different established coins. The project doesn't have its own coin and all of the holders actually vote as to whether they want to disperse the gains from those staked positions or reinvest them. And it's not meant to moon. It's not meant to do anything like that. It's meant to help people with education and diversification. And that's it. So I think if your goal is education, then the content just needs to be top level, right? Like it needs to be really, really good. Um, and that's my biggest concern. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% behind that. Like, I like the art. I think it's terrible. Uh, but yeah, getting getting better art that kind of grabs people's... Everyone's laughing at me like, I'm not an artist. I'm a data analyst. I've got 15 years in the field. So like, I'm not going to try to to say that that my art is great. I'd love to get an artist to to rework it all and drop a a new thing. I just I'm working at no budget, no anything. So at this point, the only way that I think it works is that with the staking protocols is only having one person back there behind it and publicly doxed. I have my LinkedIn splashed everywhere, what state I'm in, all that stuff. So if it does crash and burn, you can all come at me. And, and I make that kind of the leading point because I think publicly doxed 
is going to become more popular to the point where 10, 15 years from now, it will almost be a necessity. Yeah, but I think these are all details. I think at the end of the day, like, like I, put, I put pinned right now to the top of the space, there's a guy named nftstatistics.e. So if you're a data analyst, again, um, my philosophy on NFTs is like, what does X project do that's better than anything else and that you can't get anywhere else, right? And so for me right now, I think with DGods and Utes, it's pretty, it's pretty clear, like you get more engagement, you're going to make more friends. And you're going to make more networking connections within D Gods and Utes right now than anywhere else. The artwork is also something we work really, really fucking hard on, and something we care about. And you know that every quarter we're going to break the internet. I mean, if I had to summarize, that's why people buy D Gods and Utes, right? Like off the fucking rip. And so, like for you, if it's like you're a data analyst and you're trying to get people interested in the project, or even if you're not, my point is for other people in the audience: what is your superpower, and how do you make that very, very clear? So I pinned this NFT statistics guy on the top because I think he does data anal- analysis for NFTs in a way that makes a lot of sense to a lot of people and it's engaging content. And that's a great way to get people top of the funnel um, interested in what you're doing. So that would be my advice there. But thank you so much for coming up. Let's keep it moving. Thanks, sir. All right. Let's get on over to Peace Inside Live. What is happening? Hello, friends. So happy to be here. It's Jana behind Peace Inside Live. I see so many friends in the go, audience. Go, go smoke here, Frank. All right, 45 seconds. Let's go. 45 seconds are all going to bust the rhymes of shit. Um, man, no, I no, love- no, wait, wait, wait. We had someone else, but we'll come to you oh, next. Herbs. Okay. Herbs. We got, we got so, 45. Amazing. Cool. Um, we definitely have a project. Uh, we are minting uh, 40 different artists. Maybe he can't hear me. I don't know what's going on. Can Frank Smokey, can you guys hear me? You're good. Go for it. Go for it. So, okay. So yeah, we've got um, 40 different artists that we've gathered from all over the space um, who created pieces about what joy means to them. And um, we've got uh, a bunch of different projects that we're working with, including Polygon and, um, you know, Magic Eaton. We're minting with them. Uh, and we are raising money for five different mental health charities uh, for Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, you can roast us if you want, uh, but I just wanted to put the, you on notice that this is what we're doing in the Polygon community. We're just trying to make wellness the forerunner of where Web3 builds. Um, the the idea of being a degen is like cool in theory, but in reality, burnout is real. Uh, you know, losing your mind is real and and being detached from your your heart and soul is very real. Um, we mint on May 10th. We're super excited about it. We have a whole bunch of different um, communities that we're working with. Frank, if you're open to putting this out to the D Gods community, we would love to have, you know, throw you guys some allow list and just connect with whomever in the audience is interested. We're really, really proud to be on Polygon and to be, you know, minting with with a, a a blockchain that that you know stands for good in the world um and is doing good things for good people because that's what we're trying to do um so like i said yeah we meant on the on the 10th of may for mental health awareness month and yep. we have some really amazing people awesome thank you so much so i'm not gonna hear i'm not gonna you know roast charity obviously fucking sick uh, my only note would be i guess leveling up the graphic design so i think you know mad happy is a good example of a brand that does you know has that vibe of leveling up mental health, mental health, mental awareness. But what they provide in value, quote unquote, is just the iciest graphic designs. And I, I, their Twitter presence isn't super strong. But if you go on Instagram, you just look up the brand. I mean, it's, it's really well done. And it makes mental health feel fucking cool. And I think a lot of NFTs, 
if they just made it a little bit cooler, they get a lot more traction. So thank you, you so much. Can you say it to me one more time, Frank? Will you say me, tell me the name one more time? Yeah, Mad Happy, M-A-D-H-A-P-P-Y. Their graphic design is like pretty top notch when it comes to mental health awareness and just bringing, making that fucking cool. So that would be my biggest note. Other than that, think what you're doing is cool. Appreciate it. Let's keep it moving. Awesome. All right. And uh, yeah, I've got a uh, AMA with you guys tomorrow. Peace inside live. So looking forward to that. Uh, let's get on down to rival bears. What is happening? Yo, yo, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, 45 seconds. Starts now. <laughs> Shoot. Let's go. Uh, my name is Max. I'm from Dallas, Texas. Um, my project consists of 5,000 bears from five different tribes with five different breeds. Um, we're big on creativity and innovation. Um, my project, basically, like, I just want to give opportunity to our community. I think we all had a chance at one point, and that's what I want to provide for my community as well. One of our main utilities is called the Bear Club. And that's basically where we want to provide uh, Web3 funding, job opportunities, art exposure, as well as uh, blockchain courses. Um, we've just released our Roadmap 2.0, which is a visual roadmap. And um, it has a lot of hidden clues in there with things that we want to do. Um, we also have our comic book edition that just uh, we just dropped, which is called the Gold Edition. For It's for uh, legendary holders. Um, a legendary holder is somebody that holds a bear from all five tribes. And so... We're going to have um, a lot of like different things for the legendary holders. For example, like none of our one of ones are included in the collection. Instead, there will be airdrop to our legendary holders. Um, there's 12 of them. So it'll be like the only way you'll have a chance to get a one of one is through being a legendary holder. So um, my team consists of myself, my little brother and my best friends, really. Um, we're trying to grow even more on the art side. So bring in some more people as well and keep expanding. But everything's just done, just done by us. And that's pretty much it. Is this live already, or have you guys minted her? No, sir. We're minting um, third week of May. And uh, oh, and if I could say something real quick, we're doing a treasure hunt for our mint. So we've done a cool graphic and we broke it into four pieces. And so we're hiding one piece on Twitter. We're hiding one piece on our newsletter, which I write. And we're hiding one piece in our Discord channels and then one on Instagram. First person to bring all four pieces and tells us the day gets a free mint. Um, but we're are releasing that next week so that's some quick alpha for you guys <laughs> yes sir you got it yeah so my, my feedback right now is i think that the page if you're building up for a mint coming up in three weeks you know i i think that it's a little bit like it's lacking cohesion or like understanding of what the brand is obviously like what the actual final jpeg or artwork is going to be but i think you heard uh, earlier today um i think it was drill club where you know, I, my guess is like they probably posted some sick previews of the art of like the final NFT and that got a lot of traction and the fact they were free mint got them totally sold out and got some excitement around it. I think that's your strat right now. If, I, if, if I'm being honest, like trying to make trying to make the brand more cohesive, make sure that the actual NFTs look sick, that there's no floors. The artwork is really good. Dropping some fire previews. That's more than enough in a market like this for people to be excited to mint it. Um, my biggest concern, I guess, like, are you like in high school right now? Or like, what's the deal? What are you, what's your full-time gig? Uh, no, sir. Just, to, well, I'm 24, little brother. And then, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm in, uh, right now, like, I'm an accountant. Um, graduated with a business administration degree. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's all I have. And then, I, I mean, I'm an artist, too. So, artwork comes from me. And, uh, like I said, my little brother, my best friends. 
um, that's really what we do. So, yeah. Yeah. My biggest, my biggest fucking notes right now in that case are, I like the direction it's going. How can you make the brand like literally I'm making this challenge to you right now. How can you make the brand like 10 times better? You know, like we're, we're, you can look at right now, even as us as an example, like Azuki is another example. Like there's just levels to this shit, right? When it comes to NFT branding. And I think that you guys have good potential. Like it looks like the character is kind of sick. The illustration. I'm not going to go live. Nice. I ain't going to live, Frank. Like you're one of our inspirations. Like when it comes to the projects, if you take a look at our visual roadmap, it kind of like falls off of like what no i know i know no no worries yeah i see it I, yes I, sir <laughs> kind of no. like we did our own style too and like put our own kick to it basically yeah and i think look right now objectively i think the color pal palettes are kind of mid and the brand is lacking a, any type of cohesion i think the logo is pretty mid like the cover art is pretty mid you know and what I'm, why I'm, the reason why i'm saying this is because <laughs> when you when you get to when you get to mid time right what your goal is, you want people to be proud to rock your brand. And I'm not sure if Rival Bear Society is like the best name for that. I don't know if like the branding is that sick, but the illustrations are sick. Like, dude, don't get me wrong. Like the, the, there's potential, like the illustration style as I'm going through your profile is cool. But I think you got to be way harder on yourself, dude. Like as you're leading up to this mint on the branding, like I think that the way that you're putting this whole thing together is just not cutting it. Um, I think you could do a lot better because I'm seeing the style. You're looking at what we're doing. Like clearly you have some some level of taste here. So I, I, I'd suggest, man, because life changes after the mint, like really try to lock in and make this brand something people will be really fucking hyped about. And the way that you know people are really hyped about it is that when you post that first preview of the final NFT, if there's real fucking excitement around it, if that preview goes viral, if people are like retweeting it, they really want to mint this thing, that's how you know that people are going to be excited about it. But don't try to force it, you know? I really think you got to go back to the drawing board here, if I'm being honest. And it's good that you haven't minted yet. This is not anything to discourage you. I'm saying that there's real potential. But, like, you got to clean this shit up, man. It's, it's looking really amateur right now. All right. Got you. Appreciate you. No problem, bro. I'm, I'm rooting for you guys. Follow. Keep, keep it up. Keep me posted on the journey here. Three weeks, four weeks, until you, when you guys want to mint. That's exciting. Uh, this is lock-in season for you, your brother. Like, let's, let's clean this shit up. Let's get it to another level because this could easily be one of the more exciting mints coming up in three weeks or it could be just another mint. And that's, up, that's completely up to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. Let's fucking get it. Appreciate Frank, it, man. Where, where, keep would it going. where would you suggest that uh, he go look to look for an example of the Yeah, so what I love to do, this is the, the D-Labs Insider fucking design alpha right here, right? Like we, I rip, I'm on my homepage some days is Pinterest. Like uh, my Pinterest feed is just completely dialed at this point where I'm only seeing like just the dopest shit every morning when I wake up. And it's an inspiration, you know, when I think about design, I think it's so important for NFT projects because all of the auxiliary things that associate with the JPEG itself are what determine whether or not someone is proud to represent that brand. And so when I think about a project like the, the, the individual that was just up here, you know, if it doesn't make me evoke, it doesn't evoke an emotion out of me. If it doesn't make me feel a certain type of way, if it feels too disjointed, it's really hard for me to become a passionate advocate for that brand, right? It's really hard for me to become excited about it if it's just too disjointed. And believe me, bro, the early D-God stuff was really messy. Like, we, I think our font for our logo when we first minted D-Gods was Ariel. Like, you know, it just said the word fucking D-Gods on it. Like, it was not put together. But... As we started to figure out design is so super important, it 
it made a lot uh, made a lot of things much more clear for us for what to focus on. And I think half of the space sometimes is making things look really pretty. There's been some really dumb projects that have minted for a lot of money in the bull market. Why? Because they had a cool website, you know? And I'm not, I'm saying it taking it the opposite direction where it's like, just understand like these are things that move the needle for your project. And it seems like you're a good kid, uh, but you got to like level it up, man. Like uh, otherwise it's just not going to cut through the noise. Awesome. Well, let's keep it moving. Let's get on over to Sam. What is going on, Sam? Yo, what's up, guys? I'm Sam, founder of Headphone Homies. I'm also from the planet Zandorf. Uh, we exist basically to give musicians time freedom to create music. Uh, the two value propositions that we're really leading with are a collective music label. So we're giving musicians a bigger audience. And then the second one is a lifestyle brand. And that's basically it. We're launching in a couple of weeks here on Magic Eden, and this is the first time I'm announcing it. So stoked to have you guys here. Dude, the art is looking sick. The art is looking sick. Okay, so here, it's going to be different types of feedback for everybody, just depending on what stage they're on. Okay, my question to you is, how is the generative art coming along? Like, what's the supply size? Give me, give me, give me a good estimate. Also first time announcement, but it's going to be around 5K. Okay, awesome. So my biggest thing, dude, is it looks like the branding's pretty locked. It's looking fire. I love it. I love the cover. The cover art hits. This is what I'm talking about. If you guys go to his uh, headphone homies thing, I was telling the other guy, like you see how the head, the, the cover art just has a clear vibe to it. Like I know what I'm signing up for when I'm buying this project. I already like the way the brand is going. My biggest thing is, yeah, the generative art part of it, is it going to match that level? So I'm seeing your PFP right now. Is that close to what the final product's going to be? Give me like a good vibe check on that yeah man and i will say it's been like a year in development like holy fuck like generating a pfp collection is way it's hard. hard as fuck dude it's fucking insane it's, bro it you know we have a half dev team half like art team here like you know art design team that's kind of the makeup of our uh, d labs dust labs combined and it's funny because always the engineers like they going through youths they finally understood how difficult it is to put together like a cohesive unique interesting pfp project so when i talk to founders you don't expect this because you expect me to maybe ask about like oh what's your 10th thing on your roadmap or whatever but i usually try to lock in with founders on the generative art process because that is a bitch and a half and that can sometimes make or break a project so yeah well what am i i'm looking at your pfp right now is that the only preview that's out there or like what's the vibes there so far no we got a bunch we have a, a shitty squarespace website but there's like i think eight or, or ten previews on there and then yeah there's a bunch too if you kind of scroll through the twitter as well okay i'm looking at it right now oh wait, my here's my feedback right when you're making a pfp you want to make sure that you have it to you want it to feel somewhat aspirational or somewhat like you want to try to minimize the amount of combinations that look too goofy is my biggest thing right and so when you're making the individual pieces, you might feel a uh, predisposition to make as put as much color in there as possible to like create so many crazy details, etc. But if when you zoom out, the final thing doesn't look sick. Um, that is typically where NFT projects go wrong. And then you have a bunch of kind of mid looking NFTs pa pack up on the floor. So my, my feedback to you is how can you make sure that your floors when you're doing your final generations are undeniably fire? And then how do you make sure that the grails are undeniably fire? Like if you can control and make sure those two things are good and they look good as a profile picture, um, that I think is a good test. Another fun, like pretty degen, but super practical advice for anybody building generative art projects right now. 
I would try to like take and Photoshop like some of your favorite Twitter influencers that tend to switch their PFPs. So don't do it with me because I'm keeping D gods or youths, you know, no matter what. But guys that are switching their PFPs, see if this looks like something that would be their vibe. Like Photoshop, like again, I'm I'm giving you guys all the secret sauce on this fucking space, right? Like, but what we'll literally do is take some of these influencers and just Photoshop, you know, our generated generated art and see if this is something that they might change their PFP to because it fits their vibe, fits their aesthetic. What you have good going for you is it's the name is fire. I like headphone homies. That's cool. And the the concept around music is already really cool. I think your next step is figuring out how do you make this something that people really, really want to collect on an art level so that when influencers might find out about the project, they might actually change their PFP, which is the best form of marketing still to this day in Web3, uh, crypto, Twitter, NFT marketing. So that's my feedback to you, man. Lock the fuck in if you're minting soon on this generative art stuff and make sure your floors look good. Make sure the grails look good and make sure that you can see a lot of really cool and influential people switching their PFP to your uh, to your project. And if it's not hitting that bar, be very fucking real with yourself. Like, just be super real with yourself um, because that's going to be your best asset as a founder, man, is your ability to not smell your own BS and uh, just be real. So I think it's good. I like it. But I know enough of the generative art game that I know you've definitely got some duds in there on the floor. Uh, Just looking at the way it's probably being generated. So yeah, like those facial expressions, dial those in. Sometimes you don't need 50 fucking facial expressions, just the ones that look good. And the color palette, make sure with the craziest generation, the palette still hits. Um, awesome. That's some that's Frank's art corner right there. Uh, thank you, Sam. Appreciate you. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. I think you guys are going to be stoked. Awesome, man. Sorry, guys, I'm talking too fast here. I just want to unload as much information as possible. It's being recorded. You guys can go back and, uh, I don't know, t- listen in if you want to. But let's keep it going. All right. Let's get on over to Herbs. What's happening? GM, GM, Smokey, Frank, thank you so much. Sorry about before, man, my, um, my, my thing rugs, so I didn't mean to be rude. Um, so herbs, basically, man, art is the passion. That's, that's what we're all about. We love creating art. We love Web3. We love the space. And what we're trying to do, we found so much love in the Polygon community side that all the builders are working together and, and everyone's just kind of networking at the moment. It's such a great vibe. But ultimately, we want a multi-chain. And what we want to do is we're releasing a Genesis set um, and those holders will basically get a free mint on the Ethereum side of thing, on the Ethereum side, where we can build a community where we can combine Polygon and ETH in the one Discord where they can also bounce ideas off each other and how to kind of, because there's no one size fits all chain. So we just want to make it all work and all just be steady across the board um, and really just, again, just focus on the art. We just, we love creating art on our side, man. Or can I give some art feedback? I know. So you guys are minting soon. You told me, do you want me to roast the art or no? Yeah, go for I'm, it, man. I want you to roast fucking the art, but everything. <laughs> okay. I don't think that they should have fur. Yeah. Like, I actually think the human ones or the ones with, like, the flatter skin mm-hmm. hit a lot harder and, and look better, truthfully, than the ones with uh, fur. The ones with fur look a little bit too hey, – there's this term called uncanny valley. Um, it's something we went through a lot when we were trying to create this youth character. It's uh, it's just like when something looks both too human and too animalistic or too alien, it creates this thing called the uncanny valley. Uh, a good example of this was when they were trying to make the new Sonic movie. If you look it up, there was like this early Sonic that actually had like it just looked way too detailed, like it was just too much, and it looked it looked uncanny. So it made people feel uneasy when they saw it. So they made it look more cartoon. They kind of eased it up, 
and they made it softer. And that's why the movie ended up like doing better versus like being a complete flop. I know it's kind of dramatic. I know you guys have, I'm looking at the date right now, May 6th. That's my feedback. The other thing too, sometimes man, like the color palettes clash a little bit, in my opinion, too hard and uh, you lose contrast. So when the PFP, I'm just looking at it. Some of these PFPs might not have enough contrast to be like a clear character. So when you have like the more detailed backgrounds and stuff, I think the, the, the way we did it on D gods was what we landed on where you can't have too many things happening in the background where they're both high depth. Uh, like you want to almost have, make it feel like a shallow depth of field. Uh, so, so you still have that contrast on the PFP. Um, but yeah, that's my honest notes on the art side as I'm looking at it. Other than that, I like the shape and the feeling of the base though. It's like a unique kind of character. I like the long neck. It, it, it'll probably create a good silhouette um, on the PFP. Definitely some crazy ones in here. Dude, my, my thing is, you know, with youth, like our whole philosophy was like less is more sometimes. And like just trying to maybe strip it back, make it a little bit more minimal. Um, you don't need crazy things happening on every single moment within the NFT. Um, but that's again, it's art. That's my opinion. Just speaking on like what I've seen work and not work on the PFP side is my take. No, thank you so much, man. I love the construction criticism. And we're taking kind of like a, you know, a D God's end. So I'm, I'm obviously a youth holder um, with the art where we're going to create another season and not dilute the supplies. So we'll take that into consideration. The art never stops in our end. So we're always, um, always looking to improve and, and just get it right. So let's keep on going and poly all the way. Let's fucking go. Appreciate you guys. All right. Let's get on over to the mayo.e what's happening yeah hi frank i'm just a big fan of you and uh, i'm from the community of red dogs and uh, if you are like a quality pfp project like uh, we have the quality art for the pfp and all things we have and you can even swap traits and all things so i'm from the community and um not in the wrecked dog thing no they're different wrecked dogs bro yeah wrecked dogs is like a whole pfp collection which we sold out so yeah Uh, what's the team looking like well you can check out my profile and uh we even made a one-on-one for you, actually. Got it. Um, yeah. And are you on the team, or what's the makeup of, like, who's on the team? Yeah, that... Can you pull up, like, Lindan? Smokey. L-Y-N or T-Y-N. Uh, Lindan, yeah. Request. Okay, sounds good. Um, Linden, I'll look can you request? Too, Thanks for putting it on my radar. Appreciate it. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, let's get on over to Morph. What's happening, Morph? Okay, so I can't scream. I'm on a plane, but uh, I'm on Polygon for over a month now. And what happening? I just found out that a lot of Polygon enthusiasts is on fucking Telegram. Get your ass on fucking Twitter and pump the shit up. Like, create good content. Like, we're, we, we've been talking about contents for weeks, and I'm trying to create, like, Builders Week space or, like, anything that excites 
our chain and get more people coming into this chain, get more people to trade on Polygon, especially keeping people is what we prioritize. So um, I'm representing do market pro marketplace on Polygon. And so uh, don't shy, shoot me a fucking DM and we creating something special over here. Yeah, thank you so yeah, much. I like that more. Get your ass off Telegram. Get your ass on Twitter on God. Um, yeah, that's a fucking move. I like that. Bars. I love it. Let's go. Uh, well, let's get on over to Kenny B. What is happening? Yo, what's going on? I'm uh, from the Valkyrie team. Uh, definitely looking forward to Meld. And um, I actually just kind of wanted to zoom out a little bit and uh, kind of poke Frank's brain a little bit on. Um, the fact that we have so many builders in this space and I wanted to know more about like the metas that you see changing, whether that be on community building or art or just any, um, any big things that maybe even you as a founder followed the meta and kind of look back on it and say, I don't know why everyone's doing this, this specific way. And, um, yeah, just really, it's a pretty broad question, but I think as we're all here building in this space, um, it, it's, it's something that we're questioning every day. Yeah. I think the biggest shift, which people that are tapped in, I think are figuring this out for a while now, but it's still a lot of latent effects from the bull market that make people believe in other, in, in another world. Um, man, if you are unable to get people to actually like know that your project exists, let alone like get people excited and I mean, at the very like most like FOMO into the fucking project, it's going to be really hard to make a case why this pro why X or Y project will survive in the long term. Because right now, whether people like it or not, the way that a vast majority of people find out about NFT projects is from Twitter and from tweets, and usually not from the main Twitter account of the fucking project. It's usually from people in your community talking about the project. So again, like. I don't hear this enough in these spaces sometimes, but like sometimes I feel it would be more bullish to me than anything to hear a project's like Twitter growth strategy. Like, how are you helping your, how are you helping your community get more uh, audience for tweeting about your project? Like, how are you actually like just growing the, the, the raw number of impressions and engagements that are real people and not bots on your Twitter account and for your project? Because Look, I don't care what the 20 page white paper is. I don't care what the fucking, you know, story behind the founders is. I like I'm and I'm voicing this for the 99% of people in the space that are quiet that will never say this out loud. Most of these people are like, dude, if you I had a tweet the other day, I think it's the best way to summarize it. You need to go and watch one of your friends that's not even into NFTs or crypto or or into it scroll through their on their phone, like scroll through Twitter. Like just watch them scroll. And you will see how fucking fast 99% of people are scrolling through the feed every single day. So it's like before you're even going to be able to talk about an idea that's more than one sentence long, you have to figure out how to capture people's attention. And if your roadmap or if your game plan or if your project is unable to do that, whether that's because the art just looks mid and people skip over it, whether it's because the roadmap is too long and nobody cares about it or whatever the fuck it is, like instead of complaining about it, we need to, you need to start figuring out ways to activate your community and activate and make better content so people actually know that you exist. That is the battle. You are not battling against each other as projects. You are battling against the fucking Twitter scroll 
and you're battling against a thousand other things that people can spend their attention and time on. Um, and I think at a core level, if you're asking me about metas, I don't know if that's a meta or if that's just like the reality that people need to hear more often, but it's brutal, man. I, I, I think that is like, if you can think about me as one, one type of founder, I will be calling the siren calls. I've been doing it for a long time now. Like if you don't have a strategy to get people to pay attention to your project, it, it's going to be fucking hard. It's going to be really hard to do anything that you actually want to do with your project because most things with NFT projects are reliant on a community being there and your community will not show up for you if they don't feel like you're doing your job and getting people to find out what you're actually doing and making it easy for you to find out uh, for, for even your holders to know what you're doing. Um, so yeah, a, a good way to do that. So I'll get off the soapbox here and I'll give you a practical piece of advice here. Okay, this is something every fucking founder can go and do. And I used to do this all the time and I still do sometimes. Go in your Discord and ask people in your community to best describe the project and best describe what's coming up next. And just watch what they're going to say. Don't judge it. Like, don't be upset with how people describe it. But that's the reality of what you're communicating. You might think that you're communicating this grand vision and that everyone's on board and they follow every piece of it. But most projects are going to be like, when airdrop, when, when staking, when this, when that, you know, and it takes a fuck ton of time and effort to get to a place where right now D got new holders might say, oh, waiting for season three or, oh, here to make friends or here to do this or whatever. And even then it's still degen. But man, like you can't just skip steps and expect your community to be on the same page. It is a constant effort to keep them on the same page and aligned. And a lot of that comes back to the kind of content that you're making and how how much do you actually care about growing on Twitter? And if you do care a lot, it's going to help your holders a lot. Hell yeah, bro. DGens can't read. Uh, that's something we're learning. And uh, definitely appreciate the insight. And I'm going to go do that with my community right now. I'm going to ask Let's them fucking go. what's going on. Thanks. Yeah, that's the vibe. Every project should be doing that always. Like, because, man, like, there's, a, there's this humbleness that you will get when you really open up and understand, like, you are there as a servant to your community. I, I, I think uh, my, my bio on my main Twitter account still is this. It's been like this for a while, like on my doc's Twitter account. It's like servant to an online community. And in a lot of ways, like that is the time where I find myself the happiest as an NFT founder is when I realize like, hey, my job here is to listen to what these MFers in my community want and then deliver them something that's 10 times better than whatever they were expecting. Like that is the one-two punch every time. Like. Right now, people are expecting, you know, season three to be just the D-Gods art rework, you know, for example, with D-Gods. But like, I know that that's what people are expecting. And that's clearly something that's people excited. Nobody's complaining about that. People are excited about that. But if I do my job well, and I'm a, I'm a good servant to the community, then we're going to deliver 10 times whatever people are expecting there. And I think the more you can set that up, the earlier on, the earlier you are on as a project, the more you're going to build a really strong community that's going to let you tackle more and more ambitious goals with each step that you take. But you cannot skip steps and you have to build a community one step at a time. Um, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's keep it moving. All right, let's get on over to Wrecked Gang. What is going on, you guys? Great to see you. Hey, thanks for setting this up, Smoke, and thank you so much, Frank, for always making the time for the community. Uh, we're Rec Gang. We minted a year and a half ago. Our mission is to take care of the wrecked. That's where the name comes from. We do this through education and community support as well. 
Um, we're one of the OG multi-chain DAOs. So minting a year and a half ago, we said that we will be on five different chains. And right now we're on nine different chains. So the NFTs have interoperable smart contracts where you can bridge them from Ethereum to Polygon to AVAX to Arbitrum and so on and so forth. Because we believe that the chain is just a means to an end. Um, you know, what matters most for these projects is the brand, the art, the community, and ultimately the utility that it brings. So, yeah, that's a little bit about us. And uh, so, let's get wrecked on Polygon now. So wreck <laughs> Okay, so here's what I'm going to tell you again. Real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. So, Rick, you, you didn't you didn't touch on like the the alpha group. I think that that's like a really important piece to touch on, and 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 talking about the wins that people get from within. That's the big education part. Basically, um, I like to say we, you know, our mission is to prevent people from getting wrecked. But I feel what resonates more with people is our mission is for people to make money. And I think they like that. So we have a multi-chain alpha group. Basically, we share all the alpha from all blockchains within our Discord. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop for alpha. People in our Discord minted Mad Lads. They minted all these different Polygon NFTs, Ethereum, Cosmos, anything that makes you money. We share it. If you want to farm airdrops on ZK Sync, ZK EVM, whatever it's complicated like you say in this crypto space to get the attention of people and there's so much information on telegram twitter twitter spaces instagram whatever man there's all these shillers and influencers trying to give you the bad information or trying to scam you and that's what we're trying to do here at red gang is centralizing the quality information so you don't get hurt you don't get wrecked and you actually make money ultimately so okay. yeah got it so here's what I'll say. Again, spirit of being objective. I got to look. I got to do more research on a lot of this stuff. But man, I really like the artwork, guys. Like, it's one of my favorites that I've seen on the Polygon blockchain. It's fucking sick. So good job there. My biggest fucking roast and advice to you guys is you're getting in your own way sometimes. I'm just going through the timeline. I think you're complicating it too much. Like, DAO to earn is going to get you the lowest tier, you know what I mean, of people in the ecosystem. Because it's just kind of like a cheap sounding thing, bro. It's like, a DAO can just be a DAO. Like alpha calls is enough. Like I don't know if someone needs to tell people in the audience this, but it's like sometimes taking something really simple. Like tell me which project do you want to get into more? Okay, I'm going to give two pitches. I'm going to try my best here. Project A, we have raid to earn, DAO to earn, and you can basically you know get in the community and you can start staking the yield. Or hey, we this now that was project A. Project B, we have a, a group chat where people make money every single day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, which one are you getting into? Like, let's just, like, let's be fucking real here. So I like that Smokey kind of directed you to focus on that. To me, if I was to take Rec Gang and rebrand it right now, I would make a lot more focus on the artwork where you guys are putting out your own tweets every day, just maybe even like highlighting a cool fucking Rec Gang every other day. And then simplifying it so that when you go to your website, people are like, literally the reason you buy a Rec Gang is for the art and to get into the group chat and the alpha chat. Like, that could be it, bro. And you guys can go fucking crazy on just those two things and then build a lot of excitement around it and then maybe do a fucking airdrop or get expand the community. Like think a lot simpler and do those simple things really, really well. And that is notes for everyone in the audience. It's been an hour and I do have to head out after this one. So I'm sorry if I miss some people. We'll do these more often. Um, but 
That is my advice to everyone on this fucking stage right now. You do not have people's attention right now. You have maybe one fraction of a second of people's attention today. And if you want to get people excited, the best thing you can do is have good artwork and have a simple message and make that simple message something that people actually care about. And that is the example I gave. Imagine a PFP project that has good artwork, has a good group chat where you get opportunities to get into all this other extra shit. And you guys tweet a lot and there's a lot of Twitter engagement. Guess which project I just described? That's fucking CryptoPunks. If you really think about it, like if you really fucking think about it, that's fucking CryptoPunks. And sometimes I think people take the craziness of all the different things you can do with NFTs and they try to offer everything. I'm not saying don't give utility. I'm saying if you are going to create utility, make it something that people actually care about. Because if you launch something that people don't care about, it only goes further towards confusing why someone should buy into your project in the first place. So that is my message for the fucking Polygon NFC community. I say it even to myself to always remind myself that this is a North Star and something that works because someone is going to buy that JPEG. And when they buy that JPEG, they want to understand why they are buying that JPEG. And if you can't explain why they're buying it, and if it's not an exciting reason or something that actually makes, makes is, if it's not something people actually want, um, then you're only, you're only confusing yourself and you're only confusing your holders. So to recap here, my takeaways are for everybody here that's thinking about launching a project that hasn't minted yet, that's going to, or, so here, let's break it up. If you have not minted your Polygon NFT yet, my advice to you is lock the fuck in on the artwork, get some real feedback on it and make sure it's actually good not just mid, but actually really good. It stands out on the Twitter feed and is something that cool people and influential people could theoretically change their profile picture too. And the best thing that you can do before you mint is not sniff your own bullshit and be real if the art is actually good. If you have already minted and you have 10 different types of utility and you're asking yourself, why are more people not buying my project? The answer was in that initial statement. If you have 10 things of fucking utility, it's going to be really hard for anybody to risk to regurgitate that information. So it's going to be really hard time for you to have affiliate marketers, quote unquote, brand advocates, quote unquote, people that are going to talk about your project. If it's not clear why you're talking about that project or if the simple messaging isn't strong enough to actually attract more people. And finally, if you are at a place where you're close to giving up with your project or you feel like there's nothing you can do to build excitement. Go back to the drawing board and ask your community what got them excited about it in the first place. Why do they mint it in the first place? Why do they buy it in secondary in the first place? And really listen closely and try to come up with something that's going to get the people that are still there excited. And that's all you need to start out with. Get those people excited. Get those people to feel like they're pumped for the next leg of the journey. And that is my, you know, for whatever phase of a founder that you're in right now, that's the best advice. There's obviously 10,000 more layers to all of this stuff, but at a very high level, that's where I recommend everyone get started. I fucking love you guys. Appreciate it. This is a start. I'm going to try to help more. And also take whatever I say with a grain of salt. If you're thinking in your head, like, fuck Frank, what is, what the fuck does he know? You might be right. I don't fucking know, bro. It's JPEGs. It's NFTs. Like, what does anyone really know? It's a fucking two-year-old space at the end of the day. We're all here experimenting, but don't. Don't make this shit boring, guys, please. Like, on God, like, it's fucking cartoon JPEGs. If you make it too boring, it's just not, they're, they're, you're not going to get the attention and no one's going to give a shit. So that's my thoughts, guys. Appreciate you all. Um, have a great night. Peace. All right, everybody. Well, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, if you uh, 
I hope you had a good time. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I don't have the uh, the uh, advice to give that Frank does. <laughs> I'm just a simple spaces host <laughs> doing my best out here on the timeline. But look, I, I, I really enjoyed that. I, I hope you got something out of it. I'm definitely going to be clipping uh, some stuff uh, from this and, and putting it out. I think that that was a lot of fun. And, you know, it's really nice to see Frank uh, coming out and engaging with the Polygon community to be able to provide some advice. And I think like, it is very important to, you know, think about the focus of the project. If you cannot have community members that are going out and being able to be champions of your project because it's too complex for them to be able to ex explain why it's great to be in your project, like something's got to change, right? And I think uh, I think that that's something that I see that's super important is being able to have these these super loyal followers that are then able to go out and sell the project to other people. So yeah, all right, you guys, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I hope you all have a great night. I'm gonna eat some dinner and. Uh, relax after work. All right, everybody. Thank you, Smokey. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. All right, everyone. Have a good one. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Polygon Project Roast, hosted by Smokey. Recorded on Saturday, April 29th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Now, if you want to keep listening... Head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to tell you something. When the world starts to get really bad and these mugs out here robbing, you going to love digital currency. All these motherfuckers, they be running and gunning. And I'm all like, I'm sitting back just having fun in the sun. And then I'm like one out of a hundred. I'm just building up on it. So some of everything we built are in the last hundred upsets. You're getting salty, feeling faulty. You ain't no man. I keep robo here, grinning near the ear, throwing up anarchy. Smoking toiletries, spitting philosophies. Look at the dossier. We rack like geology. There's layers to this shit. Like it's sedimentary. All these little onion peels getting torn off and buried. Imagine the smell. That shit is a vital experience without knowing. Now you will not survive, period. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking trip, man. To me, if you to me, if you listen to this, right, you're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death, like on a spaces of a life, you little troglodyte bastard. I hope you fucking listen, I hope you come to my house, son. I swear to God, man, I've got fucking loads of weapons and my dogs, man. You just a little rat, man, go on. Fuck off, man. Do one. Fuck off. Harmony. Me and the one, do you looking for a fucking job? You fucking idiot. You've just been fucking at my best. Fuck off. Try to change the course of the portion philosophy. I'm just here for the corporation sponsored lobotomy. Feels like I won the lottery, like I'm ghosting this pottery. Chill, Demi. Boy, the shit's supposed to be haunting. If it wasn't, ain't no puzzle. You would try to train your muscle. Air dropping like a fatal hustle, but the pay is bustin'. Think of all the loss of crew just to pick up off the tricky custom. I figure all those sub dows would make up for something. I guess it just goes to show the fuck do I know? At least it's quiet over here. I like my little silo. It's better than watching them fight over how to divide my time between. Sitting at the desk and the ride home Devs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zapdos and Mole, they shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash phone bang, they feeling like paparazzi Snapshot motherfuckers We got layers, meteora jawbreaker We cracking a lot of craters We rapping a lot of pay dirt Maxing out relayers Imagine the smell, five dollar wrench to your Darth Vader It's, it's really funny uh, to us at Binance That everyone here is talking about 
blockchain attack. We know who all the validators are. We know where they live. And we're going to the house. We're going to a range. A big range. And we will attack them at the range. And then we will take their validator node physically and put it in a truck and drive it to China. Right. So this is an extension of the the activities you performed on, on BTC, right? Uh, funding and creating these massive uh, Bitcoin mines, putting them in caves, putting them in, in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to, to Lunk uh, in order to take over the chain, is that correct? Uh, it's more simple. There's no uh, EMP bomb. It's just a van of men in uh, Balaclava, and they have wrench and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. They are usually very fat and they're usually uh, in the shower with, you know, with trying to wash uh, their mice uh, droppings off their uh, clothes. So it's very simple. We just walk in and we take it. But if there is someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer, we, uh, we hit them with the wrench really, really hard. And then they say, stop. Don't do that again. And we say, that's okay. Just mm -hmm. give us your validator note. And then they give it to us and we drive it to China. Ten spaces.